another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman, and I am so excited to be bringing you this solo cast today. I'm actually recording it on Memorial Day, so whoop whoop, we're officially into summer now. I got some barbecue cooking upstairs, and I'm eating my peanut M&Ms, and I've kicked everybody out of the house, and I'm just so excited to do this solo cast with you today. I'm actually going to be telling the story about a workbook that I wrote and how it flopped and how I brought new life into it. So I'm excited to share some exercises from it with you, give you a little kick of encouragement, and hopefully kick your summer off right too. All right, here we go. Right, solo cast in time, story time. All right, here we go. So back in 2015, you guys kind of know my story. That's when I started getting life coached. And then several months later, started doing my own life coaching training. I was working with friends and colleagues and nurses and anybody and everybody that I could to figure out how I was going to be a life coach and I was going to help other people. And an idea that sprung in my head at that time is like, God damn, I wish I had the manual on how to get out of burnout and not some like old dude who's at the end of his career and like he's burned out. And so he retires and like goes and lives at a monastery and commits his life to God. No, I wanted like my version of burnout, like 30 something year old female with a family and a huge ass amount of student loan debts. Like, how do you get through this? And so I went looking. I didn't really find anything. So I got motivated to write it myself. And hence, this is where the title Doctor Me First came from. Because I wanted to doctor myself first. I wanted to figure it out. I wanted to move from a place of burnout, brokenness, and despair into a place that was joy-filled and sustainable and lovely. And I wanted to love all my life again. And I just didn't know how to do it. So through all the work and had a third kid, got busy, you know how that goes. But I finally sat down and I started a rough draft and I wrote some pages of this workbook. And I just had to pause the podcast recording because I wanted to look back and I wanted to get the timeline right. But I emailed a couple of my best friends in medicine. One of them is Rebecca Basham. She's an amazing uh, physician's assistant who seriously has helped me get through so much. But anyway, I pulled up the email here and it looks like it was spring of 2018. I said, hey, I've been working on that project I was telling you about at lunch the other day and I wanted to share it with you for some feedback, proofing, and editing. Here's the first draft, so sorry ahead of time if it's crap, but I always value your opinion. I had sent off that first draft to a couple other physician friends of mine And even though it was rough and it was the shitty first draft, they all came back and were really excited and like, yes, yes, these are important issues. You need to keep talking about them. And so I kept hammering through. It was a couple more months of getting the graphics down and editing. And of course, I was doing it all by myself because I hadn't learned that like delegation saves your life. But I eventually got it launched and I sold two copies. Yeah. Hours and hours of work, and I sold two copies. And at that point, I thought, oh my God, I am an utter failure. This was a stupid idea. What am I doing? I only sold two copies. 
to just sit for a while. Just kind of like licked my wounds, went ahead and worked with the people who had bought it and were interested in doing the Dr. Me First coaching program and learned a lot. But I still, I think my pride got hurt for a long time that I had written a five page book or five chapter book and nobody was really interested. But that was just the story I was telling my he- in my head. Actually, it was that I was a newbie to the ebook world. I didn't know how to market it. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know how to get people excited about new information that nobody else had put out into the world. And so I really learned that it wasn't a failure. It was actually just all feedback. And so that brought me into 2019 when I was like, okay, let's dust ourselves off. Let's pick it up and try it again. And so I handed it off to a couple more testers to say, what do you think about this? What changes do I need to make? How can I improve it? And lo and behold, six months later, I am now at version 2.0 of the Dr. Me First workbook. And more exciting things than having written the book and gone back and redone it is that it's so much more powerful now. It's so much more inclusive. It's so much more precise. And it's going on Amazon. So I am just super, super pumped from changing my mindset to, oh my God, this was a complete waste of time to now seeing that it was just an investment of time and I had to learn and to grow and to morph and that it's all gravy, baby. Like it all works towards the end. So I'm really excited that here in June, I am launching Dr. Me First onto Amazon Kindle I'll have a link in the show notes if you're interested in looking at it and purchasing it. I made it low price because really I want it to be accessible for anybody and everybody. And also, if you have any peers that you see that are super burned out and they just need some Aaron Wiseman sass and some love in their life, consider gifting it to them. Like I said, it's just a Kindle book. So, you know, take it or leave it kind of thing. But it is so powerful. And so some of the exercises that I want to share out of them are going to come as our kick of encouragement for the solo cast. So get your pens, get your paper, go to the show notes, print off the little handout that I have going with this and steal some of the exercises out of the workbook because I think they're so bomb ass amazing that you need them in your life. All right, this first exercise I have probably talked about, but I'm talking about it again because it really is one of my favorites. So I was not a yogi from way back. I'll be perfectly honest. I mean, we did it in like PE class and high school and in college, but it, I, I think I just had like the watered down version. Like I, I didn't know about yoga. So anyway, the first time I went to an actual yoga studio with my BF Beth, was in 2015. And I saw it as a way to get back into exercise and just take a break on Sunday afternoons. And I love the exercise component of it. And the fact that my muscle memory was still there as a previous athlete, it was nice to have some of those stretches and like feel my body release into it or whatever you want to say. But that muscle memory was definitely back. And like, whew, I just remember I was like hooked after like the first couple times that I went with her. 
But the only problem was that as the class wound down and the sweat like stopped pouring off of me, the instructor would have us do a body scan to prepare for a shavasana or, you know, corpse pose, resting pose. And she tells us to get comfortable, close your eyes, start noticing your breathing, following the sensations in your body. And she'd say, like, take a deep breath and feel your body and then exhale and feel it release. Feel Mother Earth cradling your contact points or bring attention to the breath. (sighs) Insert eye rolls. I just, I'm a type A science nerd. Like, I really get that. And she'd be talking about, like, your belly. And I'm like, well, what part of my abdomen are you talking about? Like, the right upper quadrant? Are we talking about, like, your super pubic area? Like, give me some more details here. So I had a really hard time embracing my inner woo-woo. Plus... I have thought tornadoes like crazy. And so I didn't want to just skip past this part because I heard so many people talk about like, oh, this is the best part of class and all of that. And and granted, like I loved getting a good sweat on and then like coming down and not just like rushing out to my car and moving on to the next thing. And I knew the mindfulness thing was so important, but I just I needed to figure out a way to do Shavasana, not going crazy and not being twitchy and not wanting to run out the door. So I came up with what I call the mindful CT scan. And what I do now, and I still use it to this day, is I envision myself laying on a CT scanner gantry, like the table before I go through the gantry, which is, you know, the big circle um, magnet thing. And I think about literally like an inner scan, like netters going through my body and like looking at all my nerves and like looking at all my organs and how's my fascia doing. And so that's this exercise. So I want you to think about the next time you're asked to like do one of these body scans is to put yourself in the mindful CT scan and use that scan to like evaluate hot spots in your body feelings, issues, emotions, or even if it just does like a head CT scan over and over and over and over again, I find visualizing that helps me like relax into it. And then I no longer am judging myself. Like I'm purely going into an observation mode, which I think that's what mindfulness is supposed to be about. So there you go. The mindful CT scan. You take a few minutes to relax. You travel through the CT. Maybe there's a certain area that you specifically want to, you know, look at instead of just pan CT. (laughs) And then, you know, like you can, I literally now since like moving and traveling down from head to toe in it. And so I want you to write your own radiology report when you're doing this. Like, what are your emotional levels? What internal structures are a little bit crispy with burnout? Are there any organs that like are shrunken from being underused? Are there any muscles that are like hypertrophied because you're overused? Like what's your carpal tunnel look like? Is it all crappy from all the typing you're doing? Like really get into it and see what your mindful CT scan shows. I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. It takes the whole pressure off of Shavasana and it totally gets you into a space that you were made for. So share your mindful CT scan with me sometime. Sit and do it. The next time you're asked to do a body scan, like trick them and do this one instead. I guarantee it'll be a lot of fun. 
Okay. And the next exercise I want to share. Oh my God. I am so excited about this because it's got visuals with it. It's like, it's again, one of my most favorite exercises. If you've been hanging with me for any length of time, you know that I love the wheel of life. And recently, the wheel of life, at least in my sphere, has gotten a facelift. It's colorful. It's beautiful. It's no longer black and white. It's a freaking IG story. I'm telling you guys, it is amazing. But before I get too excited about what it looks like, let me talk a little bit more about it. So the wheel of life takes about 10 different domains that are in our lives and it helps you focus on how satisfied you are in each area. Now it's not all inclusive and you can change the categories willy-nilly as much as you want. That's totally fine. But the whole purpose of the wheel of life is just to bring attention that your life is not made up of one or two things. Even though sometimes when everything is horrible and you feel bad and you feel like it's only one thing that's like a black cloud over your whole entire life, it's not. And so the wheel of life is zero is the middle, 10 is the outer circle on the wheel. On mine, I have 10 different wedges. And what you do then is you like color in up to what level your current level of satisfaction is current level not what it's been in the past not what you want it to be like where are you today so the categories are finances career physical environment significant other family friends health and fitness fun personal development and faith and spirituality and so I'm so excited to share this on Instagram and I also have this in the podcast notes but I have this where you just screenshot the picture and then you use the little editing app or however you change pictures on your phone and you can fill this in and I want you to repost it and tag it to me. So it'll take you like 10 seconds to do. And like I said, super colorful, super fun. And even if you don't want to share it to the world, just email it to me because I want to see like where are you in your satisfaction levels? And notice it's satisfaction. It's not accomplishment. It's not achievability. It's like, how satisfied are you? And then what I want you to look at next is you get to pick two wedges for which you want to like move that level. So say like your career is at a two. The goal is not to evidently get all the wedges up to 10 but it's to move them to a level for which you'll be satisfied. Like if you were happy if your career was just a seven, then the goal is seven. It's not 10. So we'll try to move it from a two to a seven. And then what small steps do you need to do that? The same thing too. A lot of people, when they look at the wheel of their life, like, oh my God, I don't have any fun in my life. That's like nothing. It's a dark hole. And that's why I would say, okay, what level of satisfaction do you want with fun then? I mean, if you just want to go from zero to two, awesome. But if you feel like you need a lot more, then let's make that level up. And here's the thing for all of us overachievers out there. You cannot work on every single wedge at every single moment at every single point in the day. You just got to pick one or two. But the really, really cool thing is, is once you start moving one wedge, you'll actually see movement in other ones indirectly. Okay, so I'll be sharing this on my Instagram stories for you to fill out. I'll fill out mine currently and post it. And then I want you to share it with other people so that they can have some insight as well, because it's really one of the most fun exercises. I do it at almost every workshop that I go to. You need the wheel of life. 
And if you're one of my past clients or current clients or just someone who hangs with me and you've done the Wheel of Life, I would encourage you to do it like in six month blocks so that you can kind of track and see where you're going. Just like lab work, we know it's a static point in time and we look for trends. Same thing with the Wheel of Life. Use this as a trend. So there you go, the mindful CT scan and the Wheel of Life, two of my most favorite exercises, two of the ones that are in the new Kindle version of Dr. Me First, along with about 80 other exercises, guys. I mean, seriously, there is so much jam-packed in this. And right now I'm doing a like launch special for the Kindle book, so you can get it for almost half price. So share it with friends, buy it, download it on your Kindle, download it uh, on any Kindle app that you want to. And I just can't wait to hear the successes that you get out of it. All right. Well, I do have to thank my team for helping me pick myself up and get this workbook in version 2.0. Thank you so much to Jules, Felipe, and Karina for all of the graphic and copy support. Thank you to all my beta beta testers for those who've come around for a second time. And thanks for my family as well for supporting me in this. I know that I was really bummed out about it for a long time. And I just appreciate you guys hanging with me and supporting me. And now celebrating with me as a published author. Whoop whoop. All right, my friends, if there's a book in your heart, if there's a manual you need to write, if there's some kind of project out there, let this be an inspiration for you. Just start the shitty first draft and it will grow from there. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Heavy lids, one, two, three, four. You've got some.